Yeah. Well, I started, I had the clothing business first. Okay. Um, I started heavy for heavy because it was, um, well, I've always been up and down with my weight. And so as a woman, sometimes the worst part of your day is at the very beginning of your day. And that's when you're getting dressed. Like okay. it's a very daunting experience if you don't like the way you look. So oftentimes whenever you go into a store, you see shirts that you like, but your, your first thought is like, well, that one looked good on me. Or, you know, that style doesn't fit for my body type or whatever. I've been woke up from a light and man's dream. Checking Instagram comments to crowdsource my self esteem. Let me not say too much or do too much. Cause if I'm up way too much, I'm mad. Which I love. Like, I want people to feel like they can approach me. But once people started to realize who the person was behind the brand even more, like, it went crazy. Yeah. And I think you do a cool job of opening it up because there's that authenticity where people can identify with those things. Yeah. And, you know, the rest of society. Uh, oftentimes you say, oh, that's a bad thing, or this isn't like me, but but you wrap it up, and then you show that it's good, like, it's a fun yeah, life, it's a good and, thing. and it's, yeah. it's great, you can enjoy it, right. and, you know, your kid can enjoy it with you, like, yeah. it, it's it's really neat, so I can see why people are attracted to it. I think it's, like, it. refreshing more than, like, yeah. I get so refreshed, like, whenever I see, it's probably the same thing, like, whenever I see these beautiful women who have, like, love handles and cellulite, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, okay, like, I like her. I like her just because she has it, for one, but also because she's like, yeah, like, this is normal. It makes me feel normal. It makes me feel, like, the fact that she feels good makes me feel good. And so it's funny because sometimes people come up and they say, like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. And that's how I feel about about those people. Right, right, Like, you know, they have, like, 100,000 followers. And I'm like, yeah. Over there hiding in the corner, like, creeping. (laughs) But, I mean, it's, it's it's refreshing whenever I see other people like who are genuine too it inspires me to kind of do the same thing and just keep doing that that's great that's that's awesome well um you know keep it up i think we're all we're all fans of, of that and i think it's a it's a great thing there's a couple ways to go about it and so many people are like create this thing that's not you and sell through that and it just becomes so fake and angry how could you separate those lives um but but tell me a little bit more about how you started building Instagram. You have a decent sized following. Um, how, how did that go? Like, how did you know how to build a following? Um, I kind of, I would watch other accounts and be like, why? They post like the same kind of pictures that I post and their captions are the same as mine. Like, you know, we're doing the same thing and our feed looked aesthetically pleasing. We all used the same filter so that it looked all like, like fluent and stuff. Um, and I started to think about the things that I wasn't doing with my followers on Instagram. And one of it was engaging. If someone left a comment, um, I, I wouldn't mean to, but I just wouldn't respond. It was kind of like an optional thing. Um, if they asked me about a certain size or like a certain fit or whatever, I would, I would message back. But um, it was kind of like up until I realized and up until I started thinking about what I was doing wrong, I was kind of making it all about me. Yeah. And thinking like, I have this for you, or um, let me tell you about this new product, or or something like that, instead of um, it being reversed. So once I started to make it all about the customers and my followers, and being like, this is what, um, how do I explain it? If they left a comment, I made sure that I responded because they were taking the time to leave a comment, the least I could do. And I, I wanted to, I needed to just start making it, like I needed to make it a priority, was responding back. 
Um, so engagement was huge. It was once I started to respond to the people that were liking my pictures and comment back and fast. Like I try even now, if someone leaves a comment on my picture, I try to respond within an hour. Um, and it really makes the engagement go higher. And Instagram, I mean, it is what it is, but it's a money-making machine. So they're going to be putting you, like, you know, like the search page or whatever. Um, if you land on that search page, Instagram basically just gave you, like, a gold star. Yeah. Um, and that's basically, like, they'll, they'll probably never admit it, but it's kind of like a pat in the back for, like, thanks for investing in us sort of thing. Um, everything is set up, like, you said, you know, an algorithm or whatever. But, um Basically, you get what you you get back what you put into it. So if you just drop, you know, a picture and mm -hmm. then be like, there you go, and then like, kind of like wash your hands of it and walk away. Like, no one's gonna engage. No one's gonna really see it. Basically, the more you're on Instagram, the more Instagram is gonna show you, and to the people that are engaging with you. So I also like I also started to be very careful on who I followed, and that's not coming from a place of like superiority or being above someone. It's just that. Whatever was in my feed, I wanted to make sure that it was stuff that would inspire me whenever I'm on Instagram. Because Instagram for me is 100% business. I follow very few friends mm -hmm. on Instagram. Most of my friend stuff is on Facebook. Because when I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling, I want to see, I want to follow the people that inspire me, whether it be the quotes that they use or the captions that they write or their photography or their product photography or um, the filters that they use, like I want to constantly be honed in and like every time I'm on Instagram, I want to be inspired in one way or the other. So I made sure that my feed works for me. So that meant that I had to unfollow, you know, friends that were from high school. As cute as it was that their dog was eating a popsicle, like <laughs> I didn't really want to see that when I'm on Instagram. Like right. that's, to me, that's for Facebook. Like yeah. that's, Facebook is leisurely. Yep. Like that's leisurely scrolling or checking in to see what, like, my personal friends and family were doing, but Instagram to me was more like, I needed to, like, rub elbows with the people that I wanted to be like. Have you read the book, The Secret? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, like, The yeah. Secret. So yeah. if I wanted to be, like, um, companies like Urban Outfitters or Homage or anything like that, yeah. like, I needed to make sure that they were popping up in my feed and I was commenting and liking on their photos. And inspiration boards. Inspiration boards, everything. Yeah. I needed to make sure that I was tapping into like the places that I ultimately wanted to go and it works. Absolutely. So it's a ton of great advice. Um, look at what others are doing and see what you're not doing. So don't just focus on what you're doing well, but find what you're not doing, engage customers, be customer centric, careful who you follow. And I love this one. Uh, friends are Facebook inspiration on Instagram. That's a great <laughs> yeah. bifurcation of those. <laughs> right. Hey, right. You know, like keep this, inspirational yeah. feedback to your Instagram. That's exactly. a great way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really cool. So your business initially you said was Etsy um, blew up and you kind of brought a lot of business into your own site. So how did you transition? Um, was it just natural to start putting things on Instagram and feeding uh, your business there? Did your business blow up as Instagram blew up? Can I talk about how those um, two things work together? Yes. It became... My business became much more easily accessible, one, whenever, well, first, like, whenever Insta Stories rolled out, um, I was never a big fan of Snapchat. I just didn't really get into it. I mean, the filters are hilarious. Like my daughter and I do that. But as far as communication, like, I never really got into it. So whenever Insta Stories came out, I was kind of hesitant to try them. But then I was like, wait a minute, this is awesome because now you can kind of incorporate 
two different kinds of Instagrams if you wanted to. Because I believe that there's four different kinds of Instagrams for business. Um, but I thought with stories and with posting, now you can have like two. So with me, most of my um, business stuff, like my sales, new arrivals, I can do videos and how a jumper fits my body and I can talk about how Again, you guys, it's a panel of men here, but like we don't want our dimples and our ass to be showing through the fabric. So I, I never buy anything I'll that doesn't that show down. cellulite. So, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, you know, in my videos, I talk about that. And like yeah. in my video this morning, I talked about how I like the shirt that I have on because it's long enough to wear leggings because it covers my butt. And like women like that. We want to know, like, how does this fit a normal person? Because, yeah, it looks great on a model. You could, like, throw a piece of cheese on a model and it would look great on <laughs> But, like, you know, girls, we have lumps and humps and dips and whatever. Yep, so people yep, want to yep. see, like, oh, okay, like, this is a real person. I want to see how it looks on her. So Instagram stories, not only can you see my personality, you can see me dancing with my fringe purse so you can see how the tassels move and how they are in movement and you can you know see that I'm a goofball but also you can see the movement of the items and how yeah. it fits like a person we do a lot of like boomerangs which are you know those like short videos that move back and forth um, and those always do really good like I make my assistants go out there and I go okay girls I need five minutes of your time we can outfit we gotta go so I'll take boomerangs with them and we're all different heights, shapes, sizes, so people can really see how how um, you know different items fit on different women, and that's not just for clothes too. Like you, you can use Insta Stories to do um, sell your makeup to yeah. show how you do your makeup demonstrations, which people have always asked about my makeup and my hair and beauty product recommendations, and that's where the influencer thing came in. And I think the influencer thing came because I am so I don't feel. I don't feel like I have to like a product. So if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. And the ones that I really like, I want I want people to try it. Because I'm like, if I like it and I'm kind of picky, like you'll like it too. Like with makeup. Um, that one gets, I get asked that a lot. And with my hair, because it's fake. <laughs> this is store bought. People are like, can I get that on my head? I'm like, actually, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the color. Like, nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, no, this is this is great. Um, so, so you talked about promoting other people's products. Do are people actively reaching out to you often and saying, "Hey, could you?" Yeah, you know, more and more. Um, I get I get more people wa wanting to represent the brand. So I get a lot of people wanting to be brand ambassadors, which we do. Uh, we were maxed out until spring of two thousand and nineteen. But even that gets tricky because the Pebby Forevi um, aesthetic is usually the same. It's usually like in front of a white wall or a very dark background. And unless you know how to like take pictures like that, it's kind of hard to make sure that your pictures look like they fit on the site. Everything, I want everything to be kind of like the same. Um, so yeah, influencing has, that's kind of like the newest venture. And I can see, like, whenever I'm on Facebook or if I'm on Instagram, everyone wants to be an influencer right now. I see, I see, like, ads where they're like, how to become an influencer or what do you do whenever you've, like, things to avoid when you become an influencer. Right. And I, I never thought that I would be one. It just sort of happened. And I think Insta Stories has a lot to do with that. Um, local companies started to reach out to me, and I couldn't be more excited to support, like, local companies. 
and I'm actually probably more likely to support a local company versus versus like um, like a bigger corporation because then I not that I feel like it's not genuine but like I feel like that might come across as like a paid advertisement right. and I don't get paid for anything and I don't I don't want to because I feel like that takes the the genuine part out. Because oh, then I have like a motive behind it, yeah. and like that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like nothing that I say, I have no mode. I have no, I have no attachments to Shopify. Right. I don't get any credit for like I don't get a discount on the site. I don't get right. a shout out or anything. Like my genuine response from gen, from Shopify is that like I freaking love them, and I don't expect anything back in return. But I want every other business owner out there to know like you should have Shopify. Yeah. Same thing with Instagram, like. If you're on a personal, if you have a personal account or a business account, like I don't get any cutbacks from telling people like, yes, you should sell on Instagram, but I do. Mm-hmm. I tell them, yes, you should. And you should do it on, you should do it with your business account. And then you should also do it on Shopify because then you can link the accounts. So nothing in my, like my referrals or my um, reviews of things, none of them ever have like an ulterior motive. It's just, I like what I like and I want you to know about it. Yeah. Keep that authentic being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's uh, from the other side of things? What's the right way? And what's the wrong way to reach out to an influencer? I'm sure. I'm sure uh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I've probably <laughs> got. I've probably had probably at least a thousand so far within the past couple of years. Like overall, people reach out, and the best way, if you want to represent a brand, the first thing you want to do is quite honestly flatter the person that you're trying to get something from. So let's face it, you want, you were going to get stuff for free or at a discount of some sort. So you don't want to come across as like, well, look at everything that I can do for you. Like, because you're you're ultimately going to get stuff for free. So it's not just one sided. So if I were to contact someone, I would provide like with my hair extensions, Mm -hmm. um, if I wanted to be a brand ambassador for them, I would probably reach out in an email and say, hi, my name is Petty. I just wanted to say how much I love your hair. I've been using hair extensions for 15 years. These are by far the best I've ever had. Um, I talk about them all the time in my Insta stories. If you check my Instagram, you'll see that I have over 30,000 followers and I have half a million on Pinterest and I have 20,000 on Facebook. So numbers don't lie. People Mm -hmm. see the numbers and they're like, okay, like this this bitch can do some some damage <laughs> if I wanted her to. Like, you know, like good damage. Like she yeah. could really, yeah. she could really push this far. So, and that doesn't mean that you have to have like a ton of numbers, but if you don't have numbers, you at least need to have really good pictures. Of, mm. Like you don't ever contact a company if you've never purchased from them. Yep. Don't like, if you have, like if someone contacted me and they wanted a t-shirt and they had never even tried it on, they, they never invested even a little bit. You're asking me to invest in you and you've never even invested in my company. Like, I'd be like, no, probably not. Because you don't even know. Like, how can you be a brand ambassador when you know nothing about the brand? Yeah. So, if you, number, you don't always have to have like a big following, but if you wanted to reach out to, to become a brand ambassador, you want to have good pictures of yourself that best suits that company's feed as well. If you are wanting to um, be a brand ambassador for someone who makes sundresses, it's probably best that you don't live in Alaska. 
<laughs> or if you do live in Alaska, how you can pair with a really cute pair of fur boots. Like, and you nice. want to showcase that because that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Maybe they have a demographic in Alaska that they haven't reached yet. And yeah. look, look who came along and who can take them there. <laughs> yeah. So really you need to find out the best interest of the company that you want to like, like, you know, brand and market with and find out how you can help them. It's not necessarily about how they can help you. Yeah. And then same if a company, if I'm the hair extensions brand and I want Pevy to, you know, look at my products, maybe you don't, haven't even tried my products. How do they get through to you? I'm sure you get a bunch of people reaching out to you and saying, hey, could you just represent my product or take a picture with my product? Yeah. Um, how do I tell them no? Well, or? how? what's the best advice for them to, to reach somebody like you? And, and do you have oh. any good examples of, of that or the other side of it? Like people just sending dumb stuff your way. Like. I can tell when something has been copied and pasted. Yeah. If you And that's another thing. You want to personalize it both ways. If you're reaching out or you're the one doing the reaching out, you want to make it seem or at least prove that you, you know what you're talking about. So whenever I get, hi, I represent Twist Shake from Sweden. Yep. I'm like, like Sweden, that you just troll through and you find people that have big followings and you copy and paste it and they don't even say hi, um, Hebby. It's yeah. just hello there. Yeah. And then it's like the email has like certain parts that are like highlighted pink. And I'm like, okay, who takes it? Who, when you're writing a personal email, who takes the time to highlight something in bold pink? Right. Like this is very salesy. This is very like corporate email-ish and I'm just I'm instantly turned off from it. Um, so... I guess this, and that might be me, that might be my taste, but even whenever I respond to my customers, I say, hi, Megan, yeah. hi, Natalie, um, whatever. Even if it's just mentioning their name, it doesn't, like, that extra step shows that, like, they're not talking to a robot, and mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to a robot, so why would they? And so it's the same thing with, like, influencing. So if you're yeah. the one reaching out and saying, like, when companies contact me and they're, for one, if they're talking about a shake, like, I guess maybe they might think that I'd be interested in that because I always talk about dieting and healthy and, you know, I tried to do the whole 30. I didn't even last the whole one. <laughs> I was like, this yep. is not for me. I like food. This is, this is for peasants. I can't. I just cannot. <laughs> and it took so much planning. And, like, yeah. you can come up with a million excuses, but I am a mom and a dad and a business owner. Like, I don't have time to plan out 60 meals for like because you have to plan breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And your snacks, like oh, I just, I just cannot. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, I mean, I guess <laughs> that they could have. But if someone reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, like we want you to to have these cowboy boots and let us know what you think about about," it. I'd be like, "Ah, yeah, no." Yeah. Like I've never tried on a pair of cowboy boots in my life, and I have no interest in trying on a pair of cowboy boots. But thank you. Right. Like, no. They have to know the right fit. You, you have know? to know, yeah. Like, who do you want to represent you? Like. I would look ridiculous in a pair of cowboy boots. Like, well, you've never tried them on, so you don't know. Oh, my God. I, just, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I've never even tried them on. That's true. I was just like, you know, it's not my thing. But, yeah. So, like, if you if you reach out and you're you're contacting someone about being an influencer, you, you definitely want – there's nothing wrong with flattery. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with saying, like, I love your stuff. You inspire me. I love your product. This is how it makes me feel. I get a lot of questions about it. I talk about you all the time. I didn't know if you do um, a brand ambassador and if you do, how, what are the steps I need to take to become one? Not, even if you say like, can I become a brand ambassador? 
it's kind of like it's an easy way for the other person to say no. Mm-hmm. But if you say, like, what are the steps I need to take? You're already committed. You just need to know what those steps are. So that's a much more assertive way of trying to get your foot into the door um, instead of leaving it in, like, an open-ended question. And that shows that, like, you're, like, you're already checked in. You're just ready for the green light. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And I think there's a lot of that, you know, going back and forth all over. So that's, that's good to know how people can get through the, the noise, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so switching gears a little to the product side of your business and the actual stuff you sell, um, and it's obviously very personal to you in, in, in that story, but you do all the fulfillment yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. We make, yeah, we make everything in our shop. Um, we have, we screen print it, we distress it, we bleach it, whatever. Uh, we print off everything there. And then we have I have a full time girl and two part times and they uh, they package and ship and so everything is made. It's no longer my basement. We have a real we have a real shop now. <laughs> I know, big time. <laughs> yeah, seasonal lights still. <laughs> no, seasonal lights. We have a garage door, so we can like open it wow. to get even more. You know, on the three days where it's nice in Ohio, we can yeah. enjoy the weather. Yeah, hey, but yeah. Yeah, you know, not everyone in Ohio does this right. three days, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> We got we have lots of natural light now, which is great. <laughs> That's great. So, so, um, how does the product selection look like? What what makes you decide what to sell, what not to sell? Um, definitely, that definitely depends on the season. So, right now, we're already preparing for fall. I just spent like a thousand dollars on supplies for scarves, and it's August second. Mm-hmm. So, I'm already planning ahead because everyone thinks you know back to school is going to be coming soon. People are already buying like back to school clothes and whatnot, but mid September, you know, Ohio, sometimes you need a scarf by then. So I'm already ordering stuff and getting it in. So seasonal has a lot to do with it. Um, And also, I do not buy anything that you can buy in another store. At least I try. Um, Because it's, I shop at Target all the time, like all the time. Um, And I guess what makes my business also different from like Target or Corporation is that there's a lot of like personality attached to it. Um, people like supporting heavy. They like what it stands for. They like that I genuinely give a shit about mm-hmm. people and how they feel. Um, and I don't buy, I don't, I don't never promote anything or sell, I use air quotes, sell right. um, anything that I wouldn't wear myself. And that obviously checks, like that checks me into being like, yeah, like she, she is a genuine person or whatever um so yeah seasonal has a lot to do with it and i get a lot of my inspiration from memes memes are are like e-card remember those e-cards memes have kind of taken the place of e-cards but uh i will spend i'll spend like an hour like sifting through pinterest boards and like because some things are just so funny and if they were tweaked just a little bit i'm like that would be awesome on a shirt like abs, like I used to sell a shirt that said abs are great, but have you tried donuts? Yeah. And that was on. It wasn't that exact thing, but it was something like that. And I was like, oh, that is going on a shirt. And yeah. that that was our bestseller for probably two years until everyone and their mother started to make my shirts, which is probably my biggest struggle mm. um, with being a screen printer and the fact that we do take good, like not just good. There's like a certain type of like product photography that. I wouldn't say I'm an expert in because I'm just a humble person. I can't ever give myself credit like that. But I'm very good at product photography. 
And because of that, our stuff is constantly stolen, like the images are. And even though, like, it's a trademark issue, obviously, most of these companies are based out of China. And by the time we get a hold of them, they've already ran their $5 t-shirt sale, and it's, it's done. It's over. A thousand in sales already been done. Yes, it's already, the damage has already been done. And I even, like, watermark my stuff, and they will Photoshop it out. Mm. So, wow. yeah, it's insane. They're gems over there. It's a fun time to be selling. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, have you tried selling on Amazon at all? I have. Um, I've, I'm actually in the process of like getting verified. Okay. So Amazon is Brand probably, registry. yes, it's the next big, I hate to say it, but I'm not going to say yeah. Etsy's on its way out, but the more, like the faster people can get something, the more time, for the lack of a better word, that you give someone to be spontaneous, they're yeah. going to... They're gonna do it. Like if I can't get it at Target, I, I immediately just Amazon it in. It'll be here in two days. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be an interesting experience because I found within we see apparel game. Uh, if you're selling stuff on Amazon, people can actually take that page from you, right? So if they have a better price than you, even though it's your product and they have no ability to really sell it themselves, yeah. Um, that's just gonna be a thing. Oh yeah, and pictures of me are all up. over Amazon. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just nuts, right? They're all yeah. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, most of it unfortunately is not even linked to my site. Exactly, it's all going to China or whatever. But whenever someone steals my image and it's on Etsy, which is like you know the next big contender, um, usually just a cease and desist letters. Kind of takes. Yeah. Etsy's pretty good about actually. Amazon's hit and miss. They get they get serious about. It. It's like five months. Yeah, they crack the whip. And then they just don't care. Yeah. You know. It's a, I'm sure, Etsy kind of like backed off a lot from whenever I first was on it. Um, whenever I was first on it, all you had to do was like wince that someone was copying you and they would shut down the other person. So it was, they were, I felt that they were a little bit too handsy. Like they just need to kind of like bow out and let the two kind of figure it out. Yeah. I, mean, I think that they finally have done that now, but... Yeah, people were using that in a predatory fashion. So I think people, especially in the apparel space, were going, oh, I could buy some more of that shirt if she wasn't competing against me. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. And that's another thing with, like, how do I know what to um, what to sell? Uh, when, I, when I first started, they were only probably, like, maybe a handful of, of people that sold the kind of shirts that I do. Mm-hmm. And now, on, like, Etsy alone, there's thousands. Like the apparel, it's so oversaturated, which is also why to keep up and to make sure that like my business is sustainable, we reached out to selling jewelry and to bags and to pants and other kinds of, of tops. And again, these are all things that like, even though we didn't hand make them, I hand picked them. Yeah. And I wanted, like, I was like, yes, I like that. I like the way this feels. I like the way that fits. This will not, like this, like I'll, I'll send stuff back if it'll only look good on like a very small like amount of people because mm-hmm. I don't I just don't I have no interest in like obviously I'm not going to sit here and say that like m- like money is not important because it is mm-hmm. it is that's I mean we all have to like survive and whatnot yeah. but honest to God like my heart is not to be like a millionaire that would be great if that happens yeah. like <laughs> you know I'm all for it I'm not going to say no but honestly my mission is just to give like for one, like 
as far as like my Instagram goes to be real and to let them know that like nothing is ever as good as it seems mm-hmm. on Instagram and probably nothing is ever as bad as it seems either. It's probably just like somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle, but more because Instagram is so aesthetically overwhelmingly beautiful. Sometimes it's important for me to tell people like, yeah, that's not actually how it is. Like my kid just like pooped on me or something. And <laughs> you know, they show like these beautiful pictures of like moms like walking through meadows and I want to call them out and be like, who's taking these pictures right. every day? Do you have her in the woods? Watch right. out. Like who's doing this? Like, where, isn't he at work? Do you have a husband? Like, yeah. what does he do? So I'm like, like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like this is not real life, but it's really easy to think that that is. And it makes you feel bad about your life and your decisions and where you are. It makes you feel you're not good enough. And I never want, to like for anyone to ever feel that way about about my life. So um, I just got the tangent. Sorry, no idea what I was talking about that. No, that, that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the, the podcast, okay. right? We just chat. That's so you can go in that any I have, direction. You I want. took. I have ADD and I took Adderall today. This is me on Adderall. Oh my god! Did you? I don't know how often you tap into my stories, but. Two days ago, I went to Clicklist, like the Kroger, which, why didn't they have that when my daughter was a newborn and I was a single mom? Like, that would have been really helpful. I'm involved with grocery trips around, like, when she was napping. But I got Clicklist. They put it in my trunk. I didn't remember it until last night. I had eggs and milk and meat. And, like, I didn't, the crazy thing is that it didn't smell. I only realized yeah. it was back there because my assistant was talking about how she needed to do a click list. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Oh, my God, I did do it. It's in my trunk. Like, it was two <laughs> days worth. I was like, what is my life? I didn't take my hour all that day. There you go. <laughs> the forgotten click list. <laughs> That's the opportunity there, business-wise. Create an app that reminds you of groceries right? in your trunk. <laughs> hey, Siri, remind me to unload uh, the groceries. Yeah, that's fun. But um, I also wanted to throw in there that I have uh, – this past year, I actually started to teach a social media class, mm-hmm. and that's teaching other people how to use the five different kinds of Instagrams and how best to use it, like your stories, like what um, what kind of stories are the most annoying to people, and what kind of stories are the most helpful to people, or the stories that people think are most interesting. What kind of apps to use to better plan your content? I think a lot of people overwork themselves, and I was I was one of those people too, where I thought that I had to post every single night to be relevant or I had to make my captions like basically like a storybook long and you don't as long as you start you decide what is actually um feasible for you to do time and content wise as long as you let your followers know what to expect they're on board with it so they know that I'm going to be posting two to three times a week and always on Sunday always on Sunday evenings. I think I missed one Sunday evening like two weeks ago and it had been years since I missed a Sunday oh. evening. So like Sunday evenings are like my one that I'm like, nope, it would always be a Sunday evening. So they always know, they always know like when my stories, um, like I did a story before I got here and I said, you guys, I'm about to do my first podcast. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> and so now they know to expect like the next time they check in, more than likely there's going to be a story of me here or, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. Yeah. It's basically like taking them through my life. It's kind of like this heavy reality show and snippets. Yeah. And they like it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm an interesting person. I don't yeah. Know. It goes over my head. But well, that's so, great. Like, so, my so class. How do we find out more about that class? Um, well, the next class will be August 25th at Brick House Blue in Dublin. Um, and I'll be posting information on it 
through uh, Instagram, and also I'll post like I'll post a link to it on Facebook. And the class is like three hours long. It's basically a workshop. You'll get like a hand like a handbook. It's like an actual book. So in a, a pen that's a stylus, so you can also use it on your phone whenever you're doing stories or whatever. Um, so you get all of that, and then I go. I mean. It's a lot. It's a lot of information. It's basically everything I've learned in these past six years, like wrapped up in a bow. And I'm like, there you go. Nice. Run, run <laughs> with it. How long have you been doing that? Um, I just started. It's been almost a year. So I've taught twenty-five now. So it's about every other month. That's great. Yeah, a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it because for so long I struggled with knowing, like trying to figure out what I was doing wrong. Why wasn't my Instagram as good as everyone else's? Like, I'm doing the same thing. In fact, I might be doing more, like posting more or yeah. uh, making my content, like, bigger or better or whatever, and it still wasn't enough. And then I figured out, like, oh, okay. So there's, there's a lot to this that I really wasn't thinking about it. So the classes talk yeah. all about, like, you know, how to best use your your um, Instagram and the stories and the content and how to write a good caption because that's, that's like a stopping point for a lot of people whenever they're on Instagram they just don't know what to say mm -hmm. I literally give you like a list of topics that you can and I'll tell you how to like plug it into your product like if you're selling coffee cups um, or mugs you know you could have a picture of a mug and instead of just saying like I have this mug and it's um, it's really funny and it's on sale now for $19.95 um, you could post a little story behind it. Talk about the first time you had coffee. Yeah. Be like, you know, I remember the first time I had coffee. It was homecoming night, and I was 15, and most people were drinking alcohol, and I was like, I really want to drink coffee. And it was awful. <laughs> like, that's just the kind of person I am. Like, <laughs> Huh. Yeah. I can see why they're drinking alcohol. This stuff's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> so then I tried coffee, and it was terrible. So, like, some way you can incorporate um, your personality or personal story or something into yeah. the product that you're selling and it makes it people can relate to it and they remember you because of that. Well, that's fantastic advice. Um, is, it, is there anything else you'd like to ask make sure we cover? Yeah, I'd love to know how um, Shopify's Instagram shoppable tag what kind of effect they had on oh business my gosh. as soon as you were able to connect those Crazy. <laughs> okay, so that was the I had been thinking about moving from Woo to Shopify for a while. But once I saw the shoppable tags, I was like, oh, no, this is happening. Like, I need this to happen, like, now. So I, I called up or I emailed Josh, and I was like, he knew about it. I felt kind of bad because he had been with me from, like, pretty much the beginning. But he's, he's so sweet. He was, like, all on board. And he's probably glad that he didn't have to do hours of, like, each email coding for me right. anymore. So he uh, basically did the switch. Like, we integrated everything from the Blue site over to Shopify. And that's also changed the way that I do my Instagram now because, like, my Instagram feed was just personal things. And now that I do a Shopify, like, now that I'm able to tag products, now every two, like, I'll have, like, two personal pictures and then a product. And then two personal pictures and a product so that whenever it all lines up, there'll be a strip right down the middle of the feed of all of the products that I sell. So, and you could do, like, every other one, you know, Instagram is all about patterns. Just, yeah. If you choose to do something, you just got to stick with it for long enough so that there's like a block of, of a pattern. And then if you want to change it, you can change it again. So I might end up doing like every other picture of product photography, like, you know, where people can actually shop the, the tags. But you know, that's fantastic because Insta stories, there's a certain kind of client or follower that watches Insta stories. And these are people that take the time to get to know you and to see what you're up to. 
Instagram, at least my feed, it was kind of like most of those people, they were also, um, how do I explain it? They were like interested in what I was doing, but they were more interested in like the fast track of what I was doing. They didn't want to watch, you know, five minutes of me rambling on about the events of my day. They, they stopped and went to my feed. They wanted to like check in and see some posts and see what I was up to or like hear my words of wisdom <laughs> that I so freely hand out. But, but then they could also see like with that as well, like how, like what I'm also selling. So like the t-shirts or whatever. And a lot of times it's a picture of me wearing it, um, which is great because again, it shows people that like how it looks on like an average human being. Um, but it's been it's been fantastic. That's been that was the main reason why I switched to Shopify. And even if they didn't, even if that Shopify Instagram wasn't part of it, I still would have switched over to Shopify. It's just amazing. But that's been crazy. It takes it takes the guesswork out of it. Like you know, when you click an item, sometimes it'll take you to like the main site. Yeah. And some people they're very spontaneous. If it took them directly to the product, they probably would have purchased it because it was super seamless. Mm -hmm. They don't want to find the search button, type it in. Oh, yeah. Within those five seconds, you've kind of already talked yourself out of purchasing. Like, if the picture takes a long time to load, sometimes I lose interest. So, you know, I'm very, very fast, and I'm sure a lot of people are like that too. So, the shop cool thing has been awesome. I love it. Yeah. I think so. Back to your products, like when you started from t-shirts and then to your own uh, headgear and everything, now you're also selling other items which you like, like you mentioned, you like what you're selling, you use them in ways that are not good, you're selling fat, but not selling again. How much of that, like, you try to diversify because you realize there's so many players out there, so you want to take advantage of what you can, but also oh, like. Yeah. So how much, I will say, like, is your product selling and how much of the other products selling, or how much are you enthusiastic about each category? Yes, I am still more enthusiastic over our personal stuff that we make and sell because that's all customized. And so, um, and like women have a harder time finding a shirt that fits versus a necklace. Yeah. So yeah. necklaces are kind of like, it's like a true accessory to the outfit. It's kind of like, um, and I think a lot of it is like they see how we style our shirt. They're first drawn to the shirt or the outfit that I'm selling. And then they're like, oh, but that would look really cute with that. And I don't want to have to worry about where I can find that necklace. So I'm just going to get it here because it looks so cute here. Like kind of like just handing them everything that they see on a silver platter. And be like, yep. And that shirt's going to look great on you because you picked it out. So I would say we still sell probably about 75% of the items that we that we make ourselves or like the headbands because we make that ourselves. Um, and like, I don't even sell any other headbands because that's the, that's the main thing about our headbands is I love that this is all guys here, but like <laughs> headbands are a pain in the ass because they slide up off of your head whenever you I wear them. Hair. Okay. Totally you just, I'm going to bring you a headband. <laughs> He's a headband guy. It's, it's a pain in the butt in the gym. It's See? up and down. Do you understand? Oh, yeah, he works out. Just it's a real thing. <laughs> oh, see, come on. Two times a week. No. That's really good. <laughs> that's nothing wrong with the But, uh, so, like, I don't make the jewelry that, that we sell, but, like, I will never sell other headbands just because, like, they really cannot be beat. Like, I purchased headbands that I liked because I liked the way the, the fabric was or, like, the design on it. And it was like a silky thing, and it just slid right off. And I'm like, this is why I don't buy any other headbands. Mm -hmm. Like, ours truly is the best. Like, it's just the best. 
You can wear like you can wear it like three different ways. You can wear a turban style, you can wear it in a wide style, and you can scrunch it so that it's skinny. So even that is versatile. You yeah. can change that to how you want it to fit your head. So most of our stuff is still um, most of the stuff that we sell or promote is predominantly a true heavy for heavy brand, not something that's been outsourced. Yeah. But it's nice to extend the aisle and say, hey, we also have these yeah. things to yeah. accessorize. And, and it's easier, build. too, because like most of the stuff that I would accessorize with in the pictures before I started selling our own jewelry and accessories and whatnot, most people wanted to buy it. So I was constantly just saying, like, oh, I got it at Forever 21, yeah. or I got it here. And now I'm like, well, shoot, I'm just going to start selling it because you all want that, too. Yeah. Like, might as, well. might as well. So I'll just, yeah, I always wear... Everything that you see me wearing, I've, I've heard, like, I sold in the site at one point. Except for my pants. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, that's great. I think that's a great spot to wrap up. There's there's probably, like, ten hours of conversation we could have and, and pick your brain, but I really appreciate your time today. Of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Columbus E-Commerce Podcast. Negotiating with Apple, it was Larry and me. Told Tim Cook to call me. I was scary to see. I would have took a hundred million and gave twenty to hope. I heard it's the way they did it when we only had the stove.